0: Are you ready to get over a major hurdle? This is a block for so many entrepreneurs, and it's something that's been hugely missing in the conversation in the world of entrepreneurship. So I'm dedicating three episodes in a row to this topic because it's that important. So gear up, because whether you're a visionary who is loaded with all the best ideas, or you're more of that integrator brain or the doer of the bunch, you're the detail-oriented person who's focused on the execution of those ideas, I'm talking to you both together. Okay. this series is about how to come together as the visionary or the leader in the business or the entrepreneur who started the business and the right hand person who actually makes things come to life so that you can see massive growth. Because here's the problem I've seen time and time again with almost all of my clients across the board, especially the ones that are like me and they're more in that visionary role. There are plenty of visionaries or type threes on the Enneagram. They're the go-getters, the innovators, the idea people, the CEOs. And there are plenty of hard-charging integrator types or the brains behind the operation or the ops directors, doers, project managers, uh, assistants, business partners, or even a spouse. Michael and I are like that where we're kind of the yin and yang of the business where I'm in that visionary role and he's more behind the scenes in the details. And they are working parallel to one another instead of knowing how to work together cohesively to achieve the wildest dreams that are in the visionary's head. And this is the gap. So if you're feeling stuck in your growth, right? Or you've hit a financial plateau, or you keep launching and hoping that this is gonna be the next big launch and something falls flat, or it's not getting up to your level that you would hope it would, or you're not stepping into the opportunities that you want, or maybe you're just frustrated. You've hired And you're like, why isn't this improving? Why isn't this happening for me? Or why isn't the team figuring this out? Or why aren't we producing at the level that I know we could? You probably haven't figured out how to truly leverage the partnership, the strategic partnership with your right-hand person. And as a result, you keep hitting those roadblocks and you keep experiencing those setbacks and having the stressors and moving way slower than you really need to be and taking way more onto your plate. You're probably doing double the work you have to and getting half the result you want. So that's why over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be sitting down with our amazing director of operations, Mariana. And we're gonna talk through what you need to know as the visionary or the CEO or the leader or however you identify yourself to find success alongside your right-hand person, whoever that might be. And I wanna qualify. This can be a contractor, it can be a VA, it can be a project manager, someone that freelances for you, integrator, business partner, a spouse, an OBM, whatever it might be. And we want to help you by sharing what we have learned the hard way and what we have learned that has seriously worked for us we're going to help you see so much more growth and success in your business by being cohesive in a strategic partnership. And we're going to be pulling back the curtain on everything we've learned here at the Luminary Leadership Company, and we're just passing it along to you. So get into my head as a visionary. is going to interview me and ask some key questions to better understand how we think, how we tick, how we can better operate how we can better lead, and then into Marianna's head as the integrator, as the one that's behind the scenes, and learn our strategies to get the most out of what can sometimes feel like a dueling personality situation, or the inability to get into flow as a team to get the optimum results that you're seeking. Hey, you're listening to the Luminary Leadership Podcast, and I'm your host, Liz. This is the space where we equip overwhelmed entrepreneurs to become the confident visionary leader their business team family legacy need to win after working with countless entrepreneurs over the last decade plus i've noticed this theme no matter the level of success they achieved and i've worked with some incredibly successful business owners they get to this point where they're asking now what you know what am i being called to next what does next look like how do i get there if you're listening to this you get it you're craving more impact And you want to feel less frantic and in the weeds of your day-to-day roles and instead lead with that vision and that peace and that intention and that clarity. You want to wake up each morning with that clarity and vision and the time and the margin to do what you love in your business and in your life with your family. This show is where industry leaders come to grow into their next level of achievement and purpose and impact and legacy. Success in business and true legacy at home. Get ready because we both know you don't just need another strategy. It is time for your breakthrough. I made my very first hire in 2011. That was the first time I brought someone onto my team thinking, okay, this is gonna solve my problems. And I went into it with this mindset of, okay, this person checks these skill boxes slash they have a pulse, they're the right person for the job. And I had no idea how to lead them. I had no idea how to inspire them to be invigorated by our vision and mission, probably because I hardly had one at the time. and. I really was getting frustrated with the process. And I kept thinking, oh my gosh, why do I keep making the wrong hires? Or why do I keep experiencing turnover? Or I may as well do this crap myself because I can do it faster and I can—I don't have to explain it to somebody and I don't have to fix it and I'm wasting time and money. And all of those things are very true for a lot of entrepreneurs, especially smaller business owners, online entrepreneurs, whatever it might be. And the problem is, newsflash, that can perpetuate into the eternity of your business if you don't get super strategic in your partnership with the people you're working with. So this episode is going to kick off this mini series talking about this idea of instead of being just bringing people, team members onto the team. And not knowing how to lead them and having a vision statement and wondering why your people aren't inspired by it and all of those things that we often run into and hiring and onboarding and really coming together as a team feels like more of a stress than a success for you. This is the series for you. And if you're just kind of at this point in business where you're ready to scale and break through to the next level, whatever that might look like, it might be your next $50,000, it might be your next $5 million, but you're feeling a little bit stuck, this is likely a gap for you, something that you can focus on and shift. And we're going to be giving really tangible strategies, things that have worked and the things that we've done wrong, the missteps we've taken or the missteps we've seen a lot of our clients take that we've helped them kind of recalibrate and rechart their course to get on the right track so that you don't have to fall into same pitholes that we've fallen into over the years. So for the sake of just keeping it simple, I'll use the term integrator a lot. A lot of people are like, oh my gosh, what's an integrator? I don't have an integrator, or I hired an integrator and they're certainly not integrating. (laughs) They're not doing the job that I want them to do. I'm using that term to kind of blanket the person in the business who is the right hand, who is not necessarily the leader in the organization or they're not the, they could be a co-founder, they could be a business partner, but they're more of that strategic brain, they're behind the scenes, versus the visionary who is typically, or oftentimes the founder of the business or the creator in the business, and really the one that tends to operate more at the 30,000 foot level, whereas the integrator operates at C level. They're like, okay, yeah, that's a great idea, boss, but uh, how do I actually make that come to life for you? And what happens is people make the mistake of hiring in the hopes that that person solves all of their problems. And that just doesn't Often happen, even if you hire a gem, even if you hire someone who has already found success on someone else's team. This happens a lot where they'll already find success on someone else's team, and then someone hires them knowing that they know their stuff and they've done well elsewhere, and they can come into your business and totally flop. Why is that? Is it the person? No. (laughs) It tends to be the leader, it tends to be the team culture, it tends to be the onboarding, it tends to be the energy within the team. So we want to peel back those layers and help you figure out, okay, how can I avoid those mistakes? How can I give my team members an incredible place to work? And how can I inspire them to be so hungry for this mission, as hungry as I am as a leader? And what I'll talk about in the next couple episodes with Mariana alongside me is how sometimes my team members are so inspired and so hungry for what we're doing. They inspire me. They get me going. I don't have to drag them through the mud. And I went through pretty much almost a decade of having to drag people through the mud. So, we're going to talk about what I mean by this integrator role. And again, I'm blanketing a multitude of types of hires as an integrator. So, let me review that real quick. What I mean by integrator, it could be a VA that you have in your business part time, it can be a contractor or freelancer that comes in to support you in the business. It can be an OBM, an online business manager. It can be a uh, director of operations like Brianna is for me. It can be uh, a true partner in the business, you know, your business partner that you started this with or that you run this with, and it can be a spouse. Oftentimes, Michael and I, my husband and I, are that dynamic of what I'm calling today integrator and visionary. So this covers the gamut, runs the gamut. And also, if you're sitting there saying, man, I'm a solo entrepreneur, I would really challenge you to tune into the series. This is stuff I wish so badly that I knew earlier. I also would have, I would have done this process sooner. I would have hired sooner. I would have brought in the right people sooner. I would have avoided a lot of costly mistakes. So if you're looking to grow your business or scale or have more freedom or possibility or really make that impact that you want to make, this is a critical piece of the puzzle. So, today is really just going to tee up the next two episodes that are going to go deeper into this concept. But I want to address some of the things that I know fall in the reality of a lot of the people that are tuning in. One thing that I commonly see is the struggles that we face as entrepreneurs. We struggle to hire the right team members, manage those team dynamics. And the culture within the team, and then build a culture that actually creates and sustains, keeps top talent—the people that we want to run alongside. It sucks when you have to, when you have turnover, when you have churn within your team, because that's an expense both of time, energy, heart, and money. So we want to minimize that employee turnover or that team member turnover, and then figuring out how to uh, strike—balance is the wrong word—maybe a blend of work, personal life alongside your team doing that too. And then especially output, moving the needle. How do we bring in good people who then come into our business and make a huge impact? How many times have you hired someone, outsourced something, feeling like going into that process so hopeful? Like, oh, finally, I'm gonna get this stuff off my plate and I'm gonna be able to do X, Y, Z and they're gonna come in and master their specialty and the business is gonna drive forward. And then you bring them in and it's a giant wah, wah, nothing happens. Or even worse, things slow down because now you're having to train someone or redo someone's work and it's so frustrating. And then on the flip side, I want to talk about those aspirations that we have as entrepreneurs and leaders. We want to build a successful and profitable business. No matter what lane you're in or what industry you're in, my guess is, Your goal isn't to be in the red or isn't to break even. It's to be profitable. It's to make an impact and to grow and to scale. You also want that company culture that people talk about, where they're like, oh yeah, so-and-so runs an incredible business and people love working for her, or your the team members are out there, they're galvanizing people around your mission and the work you do because they're so energized by it. And then understanding what to do with your people when you have them. Sometimes we make hires. We often make the wrong hires and I don't even mean the wrong people. I mean for the wrong things. We're like, oh, my to-do list is really long. Who can I find to take some things off of my to-do list? And then we end up in this loop of busyness and we hire people to stay busy and do things that are not even, like I said first, creating profitability. And we want the ability to get into our zone of genius. How often do you feel like, You are in the weeds of your business. You have these big goals and these big dreams, or you want to write the book, you want to take the stages, or you want to be um, a top podcaster, or you want to make a million dollars this year, or whatever you're, you know, you name the goal. It can be a million different things. And then you sit down at your desk in the morning and you open up your project management system, or you open up your notebook from yesterday, or you open up that little note in your phone, whatever, wherever you keep your to-do list and you look at it and you say, how am I ever going to have the time or the capacity to actually do the things that are going to drive this forward or actually going to do the things that make us known or have us stand out or allow us to leap into the next level of possibility because I'm so bogged down in the weeds of the crap that has to be done, or at least that's what it feels like. And as a result, because you have this never-ending to-do list, it bleeds into your personal life too. You're not the parent you want to be. You don't show up for your spouse. And then you're building a business all with the hope of someday. Well, someday it's going to work. Someday I'll have the team. Someday we'll have the profit. But guess what? Time just keeps passing. It's passing really fast. You're watching your kids grow up. You're watching other people pass you by in the industry. You're wondering what you're doing wrong. You're wondering when you'll catch your big break. And this is one of the pieces that's going to help you take that leap from stressed out entrepreneur to scaling, whatever you wanna call it, CEO, leader, visionary, and be in your zone of genius, doing more of what you love and actually seeing the bottom line move, the impact you're making move, the the notoriety you have move. And finally, we all have this heart for leadership. Even if we don't know it, even if we're not tangibly or technically saying, oh, I wanna be a leader, we're thinking of all these things that we want to achieve. And in order to achieve those things, we have to be a leader. So by default, even if it's subconsciously, we're interested in developing as a leader. And we don't always have the resources or the tools to walk us through that. So that's what leads into all those frustrations and those struggles that I started with. So today I'm gonna touch on those things. I'm gonna point us in the right direction. And then I really, really challenge you to mark your calendar, show up for the next two Interviews—they're so tactical, so tangible. You can implement these things immediately and see change in your business. Okay, let's talk first about this idea of hiring the right people. Have you ever said, like, where do you find your good people? How did you find, you know, that type of person on your team? Or can I—are they hiring? Are they up for hire? Can I hire them? Thinking they're going to come in and be that magic bullet within your business. This is something really important to know. You don't find the right people. You do in some sense, because you have a an onboarding system, a hiring template and process, and an onboarding system and process that weeds out the truly wrong people, like the duds, the ones that are just there to collect a paycheck. But more than that, through those systems and by weeding out the wrong, the truly wrong people, and having the right messaging and mission and heartbeat of your business and team culture, you naturally start to attract. The people that have good bones, that's what I call it, good bones. So when you go look at a house, if you're anything like me, if it's not beautiful, I don't have an eye for this kind of thing. So I walk in and if I see like fugly paint colors and gross carpeting, I'm like, no. But my husband can walk into a house and be like, he can see the same house and see the potential in it. And he'll say, this house has good bones. He's a builder by trade, so he knows how to build and he he's like, Dwight, in that episode of The Office, where he's going around and looking at uh, Jan's house and looking at all the structural <laughs> pieces of the home. And that's my husband. So he'll say, This has good bones. That's what I want you to do when it comes to hiring. Now, I know you might not have the onboarding or the hiring templates and systems that we have or the onboarding processes that we have. I get that. Good news those are coming in a way that you can get access them so you can do this process too. What we found is this is the biggest question people are asking us is how have you gotten your team to the place it is? We realize that this is a deficit in the industry and we want to serve more people because we believe this is going to impact more people's missions. So if the person has good bones, they have your value system, right? They have the personality that's going to complement who already exists in the team or complement you as the visionary. You don't want to hire another visionary when you're starting out. You want to hire the person who has the right personality set to do the work that you're bringing them in to do. And then because they have good bones, you cultivate the team that you want to create. You don't find the gem. You don't find the needle in the haystack. You have your people and you pour into them first so that they're ready and willing and excited to invest into you. The next piece is creating this culture within your organization, whether it's you and one other person or you and 40 other people, or anything in between. It's up to you as the leader to develop a culture that you're proud of, what you wanna be remembered for, how you wanna live. And it's so known what that culture is that you don't have to put it in an email blast to your team or put it in an onboarding document to your new hire and hope they memorize it. You are leading by that example every day. So when you face a challenge as a leader, and your team member integrator whatever bears witness to it and they see you handle it in a completely spastic stressed out angry frustrated way and you fly off the handle but your vision statement or your company values states something very different than what your team just witnessed they are going to watch what you do not what you say watch what you do not what you wrote in the company memo so The culture starts with you. Are you living by the values you say your company believes in living by? Or are you paying lip service to them, but operating very differently in the day to day? If you say family comes first, but you're slacking your team at midnight expecting a response or 8 p.m. expecting a response, is there congruence there or is it a lack of integrity? So that culture is what's going to cultivate these people. Because if you're in a business model and a team cult, team culture is not just something that you, in- you either intentionally create it or you unintentionally create it. And if you unintentionally create it, it's likely not going to be something that people are inspired by, that people want to be a part of, that people want to support and help to grow. They're going to be there to collect their paycheck and they're going to have eyes elsewhere. It's like dating apps, Okay. When you're using dating apps, which I'm grateful I've never (laughs) been in a place to use them because I got married kind of young, but I have plenty of friends that use dating apps and they all say the same thing. They'll start going on a couple dates, but they don't disable the app, right? They keep the app open in case something better comes along. Guess what? It's the same thing in your business. People are going to have eyes for other businesses until you give them a reason to commit to get married, to be all in with you. So the way you do that is creating a culture that makes them feel loved, that makes them feel seen and valued and understood. So that culture is everything. Are you taking consciously taking time and building time into your schedule as a leader in the organization to do this? Are you trying to skip this part? Are you thinking that you can just shout some values at your team or put them up on a wall in an office and think that that's going to be enough. It's not enough. And oftentimes I have clients that are dealing with a lot of turnover. They'll say, it's so frustrating. Like, why are these people such weenies? Don't they know the value of hard work? And we told them coming into this, that they were going to have to work hard and they were all about it. And then they come and they, they quit. It's like, yeah, I wouldn't want to work for you either. If that was your attitude, do they feel like you've invested in them? Do they feel like you've poured into them and onboarded them well and showed them how they're an integral part of the entire vision and process? Or did you just come in and throw a bunch of tasks at them or tell them all the things they were gonna do? That doesn't inspire anybody. So that turnover is often coming from that lack of connection with you as a leader because you never connected with them. I had this realization, told you my first hire was 2011. And then I made a lot of hires after that where I still struggled with this concept. I was like, why aren't people like, why aren't people competent? I keep hiring people that are skilled in these things. I'll even hire people that are referred to me by friends and peers who these hires are doing well in their business. And then they come into mine and it just falls flat. And we look at the year in review of working together and it's like, oh my gosh, we're no better off. And I just paid out, you know, however many thousands of dollars to this person. What the heck's wrong? You got to go upstream. You got to go upstream to the leader. If you're dealing with turnover, if you're dealing with lack of satisfaction with your team members, if your team members are saying things like, I'm burnt out, this is an indication of a leadership problem. And over the next two episodes, we're going to break down how you can make strategic changes because you might be hearing this thinking, oh crap, this feels like a really big beast, right? Like, I hope, I was hoping she was going to tell me, here's a hiring template, which by the way, we do have. Uh, we are, so two things just to put on your radar that you'll want to pay close attention to. One is we're realizing that this is such a deficit and such a problem for people, and they are going to continue to run into the same challenges, even if they're incredible people and they're great at what they do. If they're recycling these issues through their team and never working cohesively with their strategic partner in the business, this is going to be some a wall they beat their head against for the next 40 years. So we're extracting that we're realizing it's kind of one of those things you take for granted when you do something really well, because you've made so many mistakes and you've had to look in the mirror and make some massive changes, which we have over the last 10, 12 years. We take for granted the things we've done and we forget that, man, other people are out there struggling through this. So we've extracted some of our processes that are very different than anything you've seen in the industry. And a lot of that Is due to what was caught, not taught. And what I mean by that is, I grew up in a family of entrepreneurs. I worked at my uncle's chiropractic office. I worked at my grandfather's law office. I worked at my mother's CPA practice. I worked in my father's um, real estate appraisal business. And in all of those spaces, I was so blessed to bear witness to what true leadership is and what it looks like to create that culture for your team and to overcome challenges and how you treat people. So I was blessed with that, but I took that for granted when I got into business and I had to make the mistakes myself. And in those changes, we realized, here are some amazing systems we can create. Here's a different way of approaching business. Here's a different way of approaching hiring. And we do things very, uh, what I'm sure my peers in the industry would say are ass backwards, but they work. Our business has transformed implementing these things and our clients' businesses have completely transformed. Not to mention our clients' themselves. The quality of life, the reduction of stress, the confidence in leadership, the discernment and knowing what decisions to make that are best for the business and the team, everything transforms. So we're doing two things. One, Heart Incubator Mastermind is getting a little bit of a facelift because it's such a powerful program that leaders and visionaries come into. But what we found was... They would get these big ideas and then they'd try to bring them back to their right hand person. And the right hand per, there was a disconnect because the right hand person wasn't a part of the process. So this is now becoming something where visionaries and their right hand are a part of together in masterminding. And those integrator, I'm saying integrators, but any, the right hand person is being trained up by our director of operations and understanding how to really use these systems that we've created, everything from hiring to onboarding to backend systems and to how to help the integrator move the needle. I'm sorry, how to help the visionary move the needle. And then I'm training up the visionaries and the leaders in true leadership and how to lead their teams and how to step into their zone of genius to do the things in the business that are mission critical and actually drive it forward in that period of time. So within that, those people will get access to our systems and our hiring and onboarding and all the things. And so if that's something that's like, Sounds like it should be on your radar, be explored, go to luminary com forward slash mastermind. But masterminds are not for everyone. Our masterminds are obviously selective because we can only take so many people and we get a lot of applications. We're also creating something really, really powerful for everybody else, where we're gonna house a lot of these templates and tools and resources and daily coaching right in your back pocket. So If you want to get on the wait list to be the first to know of what the heck I'm talking about, go to luminaryleadershipco.com forward slash leader. Okay, so continuing on, (laughs) why are you struggling with profitability in your business? Why are you struggling with, and you might not be struggling with profitability, maybe it's there, but why why aren't you seeing the growth and the scalability that you're seeking? Maybe you're profitable, but you're not as profitable as you want to be, or you're Driving revenue, but you're spending all that money on team and expenses and things, and it's stressing you out when you look back on your year or whatever it might be. That profitability is going to stem from that connection and understanding between the visionary and the integrator, of knowing how to take the visionary's ideas and cultivate them into realities with an actual system to roll them out in a way that works for the team and in a way that actually moves the needle. And some of the systems that we've developed have taken me from a place of, hey team, I have this great idea. And they're like, okay, cool. We'll th- figure out the, what needs to be done to get there. And it tur- that idea turns into tasks and instead takes it from idea and innovation to a process to discern whether it's the right thing to the process to then discern the right timelines Then it gets broken down into a project plan, and then each member and person involved in that project plan, even if it's just you and your right-hand person, know exactly how to show up, when to show up for it, and what energy to show up for it for, because you both know that you're such key players in this incredible thing that's going to come to life and the impact that it's going to make. We can't just expect our people to do. We need them to know who they need to be in order to deliver on this incredible vision that we have and then not just who and do but why why are we doing it what is the reason we're going to put these hours in what is the reason we're going into a busier season what is the reason that i'm going to choose to stay with you even though i can make more money over here there has to be that purpose element and that's something that might be missing from your business if you feel like you have turnover if you feel like you have kind of a stale you know, business right now, or your team isn't delivering, or you feel like you're just super freaking stressed. And a lot of that is going to come from understanding how to delegate properly. But the problem is that that's not always the best role for the visionary. Do you have someone who understands the heartbeat of the business, understands the reason that you do it, understands how you work as a visionary, and then helps you create a plan that works for your brain as a leader? Because if there's anything I know in mentoring, visionaries and creators and creatives and kind of those top line people is that one size does not fit all and if your integrator doesn't know how to get to know you in a way that's going to support you because you're an individual with your own unique fingerprint on how this is going to work or not work they might try to fit you into a project management system that doesn't work or fit you into a way of communication that that slows you down. Right? That was one big thing. I've had uh, directors of operations in the past and they've tried to fit me into these boxes that totally slowed our growth down. And it wasn't their fault because I wasn't communicating, hey, this is not how I best operate. This is not most efficient for me or our team. This is Tiresome and stressful for me. And I just kept trying to plop into their system. Again, that's that whole idea of working parallel versus working integrated or working cohesively. And finally, what it's going to look like in these next two episodes is exactly what you can do to create a business and a culture and a vision and a mission that is so inspiring. Your people don't want to leave. They are so invested. They are invested in you as a leader. They are invested in your dreams and your vision, and they will follow you off a cliff. And you as a leader have to know how to guide these people in a way that doesn't lead them off a cliff, that leads to this big, beautiful vision. And some of this is system and strategy, but some of this is development of you as a leader, what you might not be self-aware of yet, where you need to kind of pull back the curtain and get a better understanding of where you might have some gaps in leadership because we all have them. There's so much opportunity for growth here, but if you're feeling those stressors and you're getting frustrated, the place I would challenge you to start is just to ask yourself this one simple question. Have I invested in the heart of my people yet? I know it sounds foofy and corny and whatever. I guarantee you, if you try and skip this step and you try to jump right into the systems, which we will go over, you are gonna fall flat. You're gonna continue to experience the frustration with hiring. You're gonna continue to experience the lack of luster and energy and possibility within your team and your business. You're gonna hit those plateaus. Have you loved your people well? Have you poured into them? Are you invested in them? So, that they're eager and excited to hear about how they can invest in you. And then over the next two weeks, we're gonna walk you through a lot of the how to go from working parallel or working stressed or dealing with turnover or all those stressors to really cohesive as a visionary integrator team or a visionary right hand team or business partners or whatever it might be. Okay, make sure you tune in there. Go to the uh, show notes for those links that I mentioned. And I'm super excited to bring you this mini series because I believe it's going to be the gateway into what's next for you in your growth and possibility, both in your business and in your leadership in who you're called to become. I hope today's episode gave you what you needed. If it spoke to you Please leave us a review and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on the next powerful episode. And I know it's so cliche to ask for a review. It always feels weird asking for one, but you guys, that makes a huge impact on the show. We read every one of them and it helps us get incredible guests to serve you. Don't be shy. I love connecting with our listeners. You can follow along on Instagram when I'm on there at Eliz Hartke. And if there's a topic or a question or guest you have for us, reach out, share your thoughts. You can connect at marketing at leadershipco.com. and we do this for you. So the more you tell us, the more we can serve you. Thanks for spending some time with me. I really do appreciate you. Tune in next week to keep building your legacy and becoming the confident visionary leader you are meant to be.